Nerds International proudly presents. And here we are. So, uh, so there ladies, we are. shut it. So, ladies and gentlemen, you will notice that there is a new voice in the room. Is is there? Yes. <laughs> Who's that? So, There's them thinking that my voice has just got deeper and more Chinese. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> less. No, camp. it's not me. Um, we we announced last week that we were going to have a new permanent host on the show. And what have we gone and done, Nick? We've got a new permanent host on the show. We grew one in the garden, and he's finally ready. He was he was keep from a little sapling. He's now a fully grown pumpkin. <laughs> it is. He's beautiful. This pumpkin. He's the one, the only, James Clark. Hell, 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 low. Hell, the hell are hello, you? Hello, everybody. Nice to be here. So introduce yourself, James. Hello, my name's James. Good. Right on with the show. On we go. <laughs> Coming at you live from the chamber of the yolkless egg, it's me, Nick Lambslice. Me, James Pumpkin. And me, Harrison Hunt, aka Tatadamalian. And we are... The, the Tabletop, tabletop twats. twats! In trio. In trio. So, um, there's also another mysterious voice in here. Who's that voice? <laughs> who is this man? You're asking yourself. He just appeared. <laughs> I like it. Peter, who am I? If you don't know who your own voice is, you've got problems. <laughs> yeah, man. I've got a massive problem here. <laughs> this is a good start. Yes. Doesn't know who... We don't so know who we are. So it's an amazing show. We not only we've got a new host, new permanent host, we've also got a super special ghost. His name <laughs> is Peter Beckett, and he's on here today because we've got a really special main subject, and that main subject... That we're talking about today is going to be Street Fighter RPG. Yes, Oy, Street Fighter. Now oh, you can. Sorry, no, he's Peter. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just covered this, Nick. But no, the fact of the matter is, is that we bought Peter on here because he's a massive fighting game nerd, and so he wanted to read through this book. And as a result, yeah, we bought you on here. Are you excited? I'm massively excited. I love Street Fighter. Can we have a fight in the car park after? Yes, yeah, sure. We've you been training. Can. We'll um, wait, till, wait till the Chamber of Challenges is going to get involved. <laughs> that's, that's what it might be. So, if you haven't guessed, this is a tabletop RPG show all about tabletop RPGs. And we have got today What You've Been Slaying, where we talk about what we've been playing. And we've got the main subject, which is Street Fighter RPG. We've got the conclusion to ye- yesterday's competition, which was two weeks ago. We've got the Chamber of Challenges. We've got Fireside Tales. And we've got Electro Letters. Oh boy, it's stuffed so full of shit, I don't even know how we do it. Fit to burst. Fit to burst. Just soiled myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oi! Yeah? What you slaying? So this is what you've been saying where we talk about what we've been playing. So first up, Nick and I want to mention Dungeon Crawl... First up, Nick and I want to mention Dungeon Crawl Classics. Oh, yeah. What did you think of this, Nick? I loved it. I'm absolutely, I absolutely love it. I've never played any kind of D&D before, and um, I think this is what quite close to a D&D. Without Somewhat, yeah. A little bit there. With, with, it trims all the fat. Yeah, and it's cracking. Oh, my God, so much fun. We had a great time. Even down to the fact that there's individual character sheets. Like, the artwork on each character sheet is different depending on what play, uh, you know, what character you're playing and stuff. It's cracking. It's, it's a great well book. Good. The art is fantastic. Yeah, and it's like... There's 
there's there's like individual um, nuances to each character. So, mm-hmm. for example, you have like the warrior who who can um, do things called mighty deeds of valor or something like <laughs> yeah. this. And you've got the thief who's got all these thief skills, and then the hobbit can give luck to other yeah. players to help them with rolls. Magic's brilliant. It's like table. You roll a dice, and depending on what you roll, determines what you get between certain numbers. So if it's like a, between three and five, this happens. Between seven and eight, and all this. Actually, I think you would quite like playing the thief, James, because you you always play a rogue in Pathfinder. That's true. And in yeah. this, you can do um, backstabs even if you're not surprised, mm-hmm. even if you oh, haven't surprised awesome. them. So basically, every round of combat, you can roll to get behind somebody, and if you do, you get a backstab, and if you backstab somebody, you automatically get a crit. Mm-hmm. And the way, uh, sounds awesome. the way yep. crits are handled in this game is that you roll on a table every single time. So the table will be something like it'll say something like you stab your opponent in the neck uh, get extra damage but it's not always stuff like that it could be you trip them up and they're prone and you get another attack so mm-hmm. you, you, yeah. you like it's a big table that's awesome like that. that's really good and every time your character levels up the um, dice for your crit table goes up so you start with a d10 so you've got a, a 10 options and then mm-hmm. it goes up to a d12 so you've got 12 options and so the range of stuff you can do when you have a crit goes up it's like Crazy. There's oh, so man. much cool yeah. flavour so, that I'm so gutted I couldn't play it. It sounds wicked. It's so right cool. The Court of Chaos we played. Yeah. The, it was so cool. The adventure was called Intrigue in the Court of Chaos, and basically what the players had to do was they they're level one adventurers that are taken into this like um it's like it's literally called the Court of Chaos, and it's basically <laughs> this um floating star on a sea of blood. Yeah. It's like um these five chaos gods want to get this um, artifact of chaos that's being held in the plane of law yeah. and they all want the players to retrieve um, this artifact for them and the five chaos gods um, basically say that they want it and they all say Come, can you get it for us and uh, go and retrieve it from the plane of law now the thing is all of the chaos gods think, say that they're working together but they're not so that night when the play- players go to sleep they visit all the players individually and say, "Yeah, can you um, can you get it for me?" So one of them, one of the yeah. chaos gods, screw those guys. Don't don't give it to all of us. Give it to me specifically. Mm-hmm. And then another one will visit a different player and say, "No, don't give it to them. Give it to me." So you actually have to physically take all the players individually out yep. of the room, Outside, yeah, and then get them to betray each other at the end of the game when they retrieve it. So it's like a really cool thing. We had to model something out of Play-Doh. Yeah, there was like they, so when they go to the plane of law, they so have cool. to get they go to this dungeon where each room has different challenges, and one of them, the first one, is that. It says um, this. You hear this voice, and it says, um, "The gods created life. Walk in the steps of the gods." That's and it. then, then you have this. Um, it says, "There's a lump of modeling clay in front of you. What do you do?" Now, you could. It's, it says in the guide, you could re- resolve this as a roll, but instead, buy modeling clay if you want. So I, I so made cool. play-doh, and yeah. then had them, had them like actually shape it, and then. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then James, uh, one of the players, he shaped it into the shape of a man and on the table. And, and I literally plonked a timer in front of them and said, yep. right, you've got 10 minutes, what do you do? And all of them just started prodding it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rolling it. It was awesome. It yeah, was Sean, Sean rolled it into the shape of a sausage and was like, that's done. And I was like, oh yeah, but by the way, anything you do now is actually happening in the room and you're yeah. your characters. And yeah. they all started prodding it. And I was just like, okay, nothing happens. Nothing happens. You're still stuck in the chamber. And they were like, we've only got 10 minutes. What do we do? And then James was suddenly just like, I oh, know. And he just starts shaping it into a man. Yeah. So in the cool. end, what happened was nice. it was a total, total party kill mm. because what happened was is that they went into this room where there was these law lions that would attack anything on site that was chaotic. So they all went for James Tomasson's character because his character was chaotic. 
they all went for him and then they all went for all the neutral characters next and then Sean's character no your character lawful. yeah Nick was his character was lawful so they left him alone yeah. he figured out the puzzle on his own then he went to the next room and the next room was populated by mirror versions of all the dead all the, all the characters mm-hmm. right and I thought seeing as everyone's dead I'll get them to play the mirror versions so I just I just took everyone but Nick out of the room and said right in the next room pretend you've given, been given your life back and attack Nick and, <laughs> yeah. and then and I just said <laughs> yeah, man. so basically Sean's character he went oh hi man what's going on yeah nice to see you whoops and then he goes <laughs> like, I, I, I hit Nick with my warhammer and yeah. he, he did it and killed him instantly Spot and oh my god yeah that was the end good so work in the, the, you know the sad fact is is that that was in the chamber of the yokeless egg oh, which was the item they were so there to retrieve close. yeah <laughs> oh, no. nevertheless it was mm. a cracking game um, that was just a module wasn't it one yeah. little module uh, one module and that's a level one adventure yeah that's ridiculous that sounds brick the really cool thing about yeah, it is it's, hard, it's, a, it's a low level game but straight away you're dealing with like stuff on a cosmic level so even yeah. though you, you know you're low level you don't have to be a really high level to do this kind of stuff so you get to experience the, the cosmic kind exactly. of chaos and all this kind of stuff it was cracking uh, one of the best games I've ever played it and they so did good. say they did say that the reason that level one PCs had been picked to do it was because they wouldn't get noticed by the higher powers that was it yeah that was the reason uh, the, the guys in the court was like they were like because we were like why don't you do it yourself like there was a big deal breaking um, process going on we was like can't you do it yourself big eye man and they're like oh yes we could but uh, we're too was it we're yeah, too, like, we're too powerful high thinking, so they'll, they'll yeah. notice us immediately yeah I like that. we were nobody little, so we could just slip in you know it's a little smart way to kind of you know to, to not break the game yeah. yeah it's like oh you're high enough level do it yourself it's like nope Nope. Yeah, exactly. This is why it was awesome. Yeah, and what it what it also sounds like as well is that there was could potentially have been some PvP moments in there without actually forcing it upon yeah, players. Mm-hmm. Totally, mm-hmm. and it, unfortunately, well, it never came to that. It kind of did in a way, but they were playing monsters really. But it never came to the point where they were going to fight over it. And James T and uh, uh, Johnny, who were there, actually had already formulated plans in their mind. They told us at the end they were like, "Oh my god, I was going to." I was going to kill Sean immediately. I was going to let him take it and then stab him in the back. Yeah. And, then, and then Johnny was like, oh, I was waiting for that because I was, I was going to, I was going to try and, um, I was try and kill try, all of yeah. them without them knowing. I was going to try to steal it and give it to a lawful person who had come and like a double agent that had come yeah. and seen me in the night. And so stuff it like was that. like, it was crazy. Like it was so sad that it never got to that, but yeah. I totally m- might run it again yeah, and, and do it with like oh, a different bunch of characters. Definitely. Hopefully Up for do. that. It was great. Yeah, hopefully you do because I would love to try and try that out actually because I was, bit disappointed that I wasn't able to make it but well the DC thing is Pete, um, yeah it's a great um, thing but Nick um, got me another adventure for Dungeon Crawl Classics for my birthday he got me this one uh, Moon Slaves of the Cannibal Kingdom <laughs> nice <laughs> it looks amazing so yeah. it, this is a level 2 adventure <laughs> and it's got a big ape fighting uh, a, a knight and a uh, uh, well, it looks like a shaman on the front. Oh, well, that's yeah. right so, up your alley then. Yeah, yeah mate, really it looks cool. wicked. So, um, yeah, I'll probably run that for Watch this space, mate. Yeah. Uh, next thing is me, uh, Pete, Peter and I, we bought um, Solomon Kane. Oh, yeah. I'm super excited about this. This book is incredible. Um, we bought this on the back end of going to ShakeOn. Yeah. Because um, we played a, so you um, played a... bit. you played a bit of oh, Solomon, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. our first game of the con, mm-hmm. and it was absolutely outstanding. It was... Wow. It was really, really good. The artwork in there is absolutely amazing. Full colour book. It's it was good. And what, what was best about it as well, Harrison? Brand new, wasn't it? That's Yeah, that's brand new, and that's actually... In, uh, it's not out of print, but it is out of print in this country. Wow. Uh, so you can't find it um, for love nor money, and we got it um, for uh, a reasonable price. I would say thirty 
£32.80. Hardback, full colour, And the thing is, this is very hard to find. So the idea of this book is kind of like there are demons and things like this and monsters that need slaying, but for a while they weren't a problem, so society is ill-equipped to deal with them now. Okay. And as a result... The um, the way that they're dealing with them is that they're, I, I, this is as far as I know. So I'm sorry if I'm getting some details wrong. Um, so people are now being resurrected from the dead who have sinned to come back and deal with the things that go bump in the night. Yes. Yeah, that's what I remember from what um, the guy who run the game explained to us actually, Con. Undead hit squad. So basically, they were, <laughs> yeah. they were plucked out from either purgatory or hell okay, to cool. come and come and slay the wrongdoers, basically. Yeah, you're give, being given a second chance at redemption. I see. Got so you. like at Shacon, for example, I played a slave who had... Um, he was in purgatory because he... Yes, he was a murderer, but he had been forced to do it in an arena. Right, gotcha. And he killed some of his own people. So, and, yeah. Um, I mean, James, you're looking at the book. What do you make of it? Mate, it's high quality. It's not. It's not your typical Savage World stuff. No, it really isn't. It's like, and the, the <coughs> I just like the presentation of it. It looks like quite easy to read. Everything's sort of laid out correctly. You've got like really, you know, obvious subtitles and that to break out all the sections. Mm-hmm. And the artwork as well. You usually associate Savage Worlds with shit artwork. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and in this case, or, like, or a bit, or a bit mismatching. Yeah, yeah. mismatching is, mm-hmm. is exactly the word. Yeah, because it's not bad, but it doesn't belong. You know, yeah. and you tend to have like you you have like s- several different types of artwork styles. Yeah. yeah this yeah. actually includes all the full rules for Savage Worlds in the book as oh, well. I was actually just last template from here. Look at that. It's, yeah, and it's pre, pre deluxe. Yeah, so, oh, wow. yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah, but so you don't need really the cool. accompanying Savage Worlds book to mm-hmm. um, to use it. So it's that's wow. good. It's beautiful. So it's it's, it's its own full thing. Yeah, it's yeah. that's so nice. It was also written by the guy who wrote Conan as well. So yeah, it's, uh, Robert E. Howard. Yes. Oh wow. So that's why there's a lot of racism and uh, a lot of big titties in there. <laughs> right, gotcha. that's, that's what he was all about. That's what he's all about. Tits, tits and wangs. That's yeah. what he was known for. <laughs> I'll go down in history being remembered as the Tits and Wangs guy. Will you, Nick? Hopefully. Um, <laughs> uh, lovely the Wangs Very, guy. very nice. Look at that. So hopefully we'll be playing this soon. Yeah, well, that's actually... Um, well, I've sort of earmarked it for my next campaign after Bubblegum Crisis, really. Excellent. Yeah, um, boy. Because it's it's fantastic. So it's from fan- one extreme fantasy. to the other. And the magic system is one of the things I really liked about it because you have to prepare spells for a long time. Mm-hmm. But you also um, you can also quick cast them called snap casting if you want. So nice. basically, but that comes at a, a much uh, like a big penalty. Yeah. Right, but huge penalties. Yeah, but if you uh-huh. fail a spell and you fail it cataclysmically, that means that you will get um, something bad will happen cool. to you. For example, Pete, um, there was a bit in the game that we played at Shake On where <laughs> he wanted to turn invisible so that he could move out of uh, melee range against yeah. dogs without getting attacks of opportunity. Yeah. Um, he turned invisible but immediately passed out when I cast and cast badly I literally just fell straight down and took damage upon like, hitting the floor <laughs> oh, really man. and no one saw it no but, <laughs> but it was kind of lucky because I did actually cast it on Manuel's character at the time and he was about to get eaten by dogs oh, yeah, so he, he got plucked he basically they sort of went Nice. Every other time you did it, it worked though, so it's it alright. And if you do it outside of combat, I think it can take anywhere between 10 to 12 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. to prepare a spell Jesus. in advance. But then when you get into the battle, you can just use it straight That's away. That's fun though, so. as well, especially yeah. if you've got a group who, me personally, I love it, planning an operation yes. beforehand. So doing stuff like that is totally yeah, actually really good fun for me. I like For that. you, James, that would be like the sort of thing that. Outside of a battle, you you would be this total um, boss, eh? Because you're you're a guy that really enjoys planning. So I think that mm-hmm. yeah. it would be like mm. 
before a battle, you, you're the type of guy that would have all your spe- spells prepared and then you'd come to a battle and he'll be over in like a second. <laughs> yes, like, bam, you'd bam. be like, okay, we're outside the final boss room now. All right, let's sit down for 12 hours. Let me give you so some tricks spe- out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's what our group would do, to be honest. Like, totally, right, man. Here it is. Have, yeah, we do get quite technical sometimes, don't we? Yeah, yeah. it would kind of remind me of Vampire, really, when like we would take like weeks out just to sort of learn new spells, like yeah. where everyone was learning to oh, and yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, that was great. We did do that. Yeah, so cool. So, um, also, Bubblegum Crisis this week was a corker. Unfortunately, oh, wow. you, James and Nick... Two of us missed out this week. You could not make it. But, um, to give you a quick description, uh, listeners, dear listeners, uh, yeah, as, as we've said before, the, um, the the group are investigating these um, attacks from uh, helper robots that are going rogue and attacking people. And uh, they essentially managed to um, capture one, in a, in a way, and uh, found some uh, sort of code on it that, mm-hmm. that was anomalous. Um, now, when this, co- this code had a signature on it from somebody called Trollbus the Destroyer, which is the stupidest name ever. Um, but this code that they, they, they traced um, led them to a, a paintball arena. And the, they found that the leading... Um, champion at this paintball arena was called Trollbus the Destroyer. Mm-hmm. That's why it's a stupid name. Yeah. It's just a handle, right? And when they tracked him down, they were trying to get information out of him, but they, instead of just straight up asking him, they wanted to basically kidnap him, right? So they all went in there and they were trying to beat him at paintball in order to get, and they said, if we win, you have to come out to the pub with us. Uh, oh, wow. fine. Yeah, it's, it, it was, it's kind of paintball. It's called survival shot. It was like survival an airsoft air arena. Nice. Right? Yeah. It was sort of like a mix between like paintball and laser quest sort of style. Yeah. 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 So what they did is they competed in a paintball tournament um, just for fun as like nice. a side activity. Yeah. And it was really, really fun actually. Did you play it out as well? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah oh, awesome. And um, the, awesome. the funny thing about the paintball tournament was that um, throughout the whole thing they all they all competed and they all had like their own different handles like so they made up ones and this is where Peter's new character came in oh, so he course, came in yeah. with a balaclava on and was known as the mystery man <laughs> and, and so nobody knew who this guy was and he was just this, mystery. he was just this Italian guy that <laughs> just came out of nowhere big fat Italian guy with the a dog, suit right? on and just a fucking nice. balaclava on he sounds fun nice. yeah, it was wicked and then um, we had uh, we had um James Thomas's character Gerard, he 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 his um uh, handle in the paintball competition was Kane, um Harvey was Sexman sixty nine, <laughs> and, then, and then we had uh, Riz Riz who owns a phone shop. His his was oh. um Riz's phone shop um in Central Tokyo. Come now, cheap deals. Phones available. It was like shameless advert. Yeah. His whole handle, and then the guy um the guy who was announcing the games. He was like, and next up we've got. Um, we, there was a character called Ryu in, in yeah. the tournament he's like next up we got um, Ryu versus Riz's phone deals oh I'm not going to read the whole thing and then he was like no you read the whole thing <laughs> my appetizer yeah so it was really good and um, yeah we ended up we did that sort of like side mission and then um, what happened was is they finally got to meet Trollbus and they, they managed to convince him to go for a pint but mm-hmm. for some reason they said to him to go in two days time yeah, so basically Ryan's character had made a bet with him that whoever comes out highest in the tournament would basically get... They, they, um, if Ryan's character won, he would take this guy out for a drink. If he lost, then he would owe him 50k, I think it wow. was. Wow. 60,000, yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, but they would have to do the exchange at the pub. Yeah. <laughs> two, days, <laughs> two days later, for some strange reason. At the pub. Guys, I don't know why they said to do it two days later, because they wanted the information now. <laughs> so weird it was if I could just call off for right. a couple of days his, his head must have got away with him yeah I, I think I 
Yeah, I don't know. I think it was because we had something to do that day as well, didn't we? Which you haven't explained just oh, yet. Oh, it so. was okay. um, Cilia, the, their oh, boss, shit. Uh, your yeah. guys' boss and friend had just died and it was a funeral that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we only had a couple of hours to sort of get all this done. So I think the, the, yeah, they were fucking about in paintball and <laughs> they only had like half an hour to <laughs> oh, get shoot, to we got to go to our yeah, next funeral. He was trying to broker this deal to make sure it was done two days later so we didn't miss the funeral. <laughs> the worst thing is, is that when, when he turned up, at the, Peter's character who knew, knew Cilia before, right? When he turned up at the funeral... Um, that meant that one of the characters recognised him because although he wasn't wearing his balaclava anymore, he had a paintball stain on his fucking <laughs> on his suit. Well, not quite that, a stain, more like a crusty mark. Yeah, <laughs> he, he just tried to wipe it off. <laughs> oh, whoops! <laughs> just wipe. It wasn't jizz, I promise. <laughs> so yeah, it's basically so what happened was is um, to basically conclude all of this. What happened was is that uh, the Quincy, the boss of Genom, the company that makes all the boomers, turned up at the funeral yeah, and tried to bastard. yeah he tried to kind of taunt Gerard because Gerard was wanted by Genom right so he tried to taunt him and said by the way you know we're not who who you think we are so just you know leave us alone and then the boomers who were helping dig the grave or whatever they they basically turned around and attacked him uh, what so yeah, at they this went point. At this it's point, like Quincy. Yeah, shit. Quincy. So, so right. the boss of the company. So everyone thought that the that Genom were responsible for the boomer attacks, and at this point, everyone's like, "Well, maybe that's not the case because they're oh my attacking God. him." That's a big. That's Whoa. a big twist. So a plot twist. So then, um, so then he he shit. gets he gets shot by a laser from right. one of these boomers, and then and then he he's like he's on the ground begging for his life. And he's, his, sorry, blew his leg off, didn't he? Yeah, blew his leg oh, off, man. and then he's 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 saying to Gerard and all the team, he, he's like, "No, no, please help me. You know, I." I can't go down like this. You've got to help me. Um, I'll give you a big reward if you do. And then, uh, yeah, basically, cut long story short, they took down all the boomers and then uh, one of Quincy's helpers tries to put him on his shoulder and run away. As Mm. he's doing so, uh, Gerard shot Quincy in the head, killing him immediately. (laughs) It was an intense shot. It was a really good shot. It was a miracle shot. I think he had like a minus eight to hit. Oh my God. He's still hit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Took his head clean off, basically. Yep, it was amazing. Red paint everywhere. So the leader of the biggest mega corporation in the world has just been killed. And then all all of a sudden, every single boomer in the city just up and goes to this one single location, converges into this gigantic ball and (sighs) fires into the air, making this um, like sort of moon-sized boomer like that they're, they're all assimilated into one tron ever right yeah. and then it goes into the sky and it's got this gigantic face that's looming over the city uh, and then this uh, broadcast comes onto everyone's telly in the whole um in the whole city and it just says people of tokyo you have three days and that was where we, where we left it <gasps> oh my yeah, god so now when you were telling us all of, um when you were wrapping this up in our um in our group you literally put up a picture of the death moon from oh. Majora's Mask. The funniest oh, thing was is that because um, Harvey, Sean's character, wanted to see where the boomers were going when yeah. they all started like <laughs> going in a big herd around them. Yeah. He rode on one of them, and it was like it was like a it was like a coffee machine. And, and the thing is, that meant that he'd left his bike behind, right? Oh, and so he just oh. he saw from like ground zero this whole thing take off, and he called up the guys, and he was like, ah. Guys, I can't believe what I'm seeing here, man. And then he he goes, um, can one of you come pick me up? And then um, Peter's character, he, he didn't get on with him very well. It's like he's, we hate each other. Oh god, because yeah, he's a cop and he's a mafia guy. So yeah. he was saying, um, he was saying, tell him to go fuck himself. And he's like, Are you kidding me? I just rode a coffee machine for like four hours. <laughs> 
Pick him up. Work with me here. Yeah, man. It was it was, it was amazing. So yeah, they, they the um, people of Tokyo now are without all their helper robots. They've just walked through walls and stuff like this. So there's oh loads of goodness. there's loads of shop fronts that have been destroyed. Loads of houses that have been destroyed. So, so everyone in the city's writing. Um, it's like the apocalypse out there. Um, Three six five. Your guys's helper. Yes. And basically. Uh, this girl that you saved from um, imprisonment uh, mm-hmm. from Genon she's now said that she doesn't believe you when you said that um, the city was um, a safer place than the prison that she was in she oh, doesn't man. believe you and she said that um, she said that you're wrong and that she, oh, she uh, so she's left she's oh no she's gone she, she's oh, basically no. gone back to prison so now. hard to try and help her out oh, and she said, she said you said it was uh, she, she was like oh you said it was safer out here but look down there and there's people just fucking like burning shooting killing <laughs> looting I mean it's just fair like, point brilliant got in there quick evil boomer moon then I like it evil yes, boomer moon mate. so yeah so next next up we've got three days basically to stop them get in there that's have you done and what's going to happen it just says you have three days that's it literally oh, just so I, you've got three days basically until you're all annihilated pretty also, much very cool at the risk of running very long with this what you've been saying segment we've got one final thing to speak about and that is uh, Daring Tales of the Space Lanes and we'll keep this very brief because uh, we, this is actually on another podcast so Pete um, just give a quick brief about what we did for the Wild Die yep so this is on the um, on the Wild Die podcast like you can go and listen to that now it was out now isn't it yeah, yeah it, it came out today I believe uh, yeah it was a couple mm-hmm. of days ago, I think it was. Oh, was it? Um, yeah, so basically, Manuel GM this uh, with me and Harrison playing as the player characters, um, and we had to go and infiltrate a base on a an ice planet. And blow uh, it had up. to go and basically cool. blow it up because um, a corporation had taken over from the uh, the mining community. Mm-hmm. So we were packed full of um, explosives. Had to try and blow it up and. Was this futuristic? Cap- yeah, it was a sci-fi, sci-fi game. Yeah, it cool. was very, and very sci-fi. Games. Oh, but amazing. it was it was absolutely cracking. I loved every minute of this. Uh, Manuel was a quality GM. Like all props to him. You know, um, it was played very well between us two. Yeah, um, I played a dwarf and you played the pilot. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's, it's so weird. It's so weird playing like a a main person because I've only ever done it once before, and that was in the Flash Gordon game during Shakeon and. Well, you've been getting some serious cool. practicing, mate. Yeah, I've been, been playing some big games recently. I've been, I've been yeah. trying, I've been yeah, trying, trying to get out of my comfort good zone, really. You, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was good. great fun. Yeah, and this is it. The, the Daring Tales of the Space Lanes are basically free adventures that are available online, but we had a cracking time. Yeah. I would mm. play it again, definitely. It, yeah. was, it was great fun. So check that out. Wicked. We'll put a link in the description. Yeah, I started listening to it this morning, actually, while I was in bed. Well, good, mate. Got so, to get out of bed. So that is what we've been slaying, motherfuckers. But let's get into... The main subject. The main subject. Yes. Yes. Main. Subject. Main. Subject. <coughs> Sorry. It's street fighting time. Round one. Fight. If it's me or my dad, you get a scar on your chest like Saka. Street fighting, that's what I'm bad at. My thing working. Perfect. I come through with a beat up on dark. If man, I'm just slapped like Yonda. Give me the mic, tell me ride with them, cause I speak the fire just like now. I'm a Liverpool invader, climbing to the top just like Vega. You got something, something, you're a wanker. I'm blanker. Well, I got money in the bank, you're a wanker. What is that song? <laughs> it's um, D double E, I think it is. Oh, God, street fighter. It's street fighting time. Okay. Double. All right, I might put a clip of that in here. <laughs> Please do, because it will be fucking brilliant. Okay, uh, so right. this this main subject, as I've said earlier on, we brought Peter on here because he is a uh, an expert at fighting, fighting games. I wouldn't say expert. He's but... an expert at fighting, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we brought him on here to talk about Street Fighter, the RPG. So you've been reading through this book, and you've got some notes down here. So I tell have us, indeed. Tell us 
take us through the game, man. So basically, Street Fighter RPG was written in 1994. So it was about two years after um, World Warriors came out on the SNES and the Mega Drive and the arcades. Um, actually, I think I'm wrong. That might be 91. So. So you've um, already fucked it. Yeah, oh, already right. fucked it. it. Right. So Street Fighter anyway, RPG, you throw Street Fighter arcade machines at each other. Yeah, yeah. That's that's and, um, so <laughs> it's, it's basically a medieval universe, <laughs> but you use Street Fighter the arcade as a weapon. So Sorry, Pete. It's, it's roughly around about the time one of the iterations came out. It might be Super Turbo or something. To be fair, okay. So, so Street Fighter Two had been established yeah. for a while. Yeah, it'd been then, around for a okay. few years. Yeah, so. Um, uh, yeah, I was going to say, it's not going to be based on Street Fighter 1, is it? If you remember that. No, Fighting Street, as it was known in this country. Oh, yeah, good point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking awful. Street, also, street that fun little you. fact that um, Final Fight was originally supposed to be a Street Fighter game. Really? So, it was originally yes. codenamed as Street Fighter I, 89. I didn't know that because I watched the video of it last yeah. night, funny enough. <laughs> Excellent yeah. stuff. You've yeah. been doing your research. Very interested, actually, the whole Street Fighter thing. Yeah. Right, so, yeah, um, this game is quite a weird one so uh, the way that it works is it's sort of like a dice ball system right so much like vampire mm-hmm. so the first thing I wanted to show you I'm just going to pass this round is the front cover the artwork is god awful it is fucking it is horrible pretty bad. Yeah. Is it? Oh, I, think, I think the thing about it is is that what they've done here what the fuck is going on there <laughs> it's like 3D this is a live stuff. reaction look, look right now oh it's like a it's like a realistic blanker it's like there's yeah. no cartooniness about it pretty whatsoever much, yeah. they're like almost like photo realistic like aren't they Cammy's head looks like it's been like just stuck on look there. Look at her face. She's like, <laughs> yeah, it, so she really, really doesn't want to be there. They don't even look like they're fighting. They look like they're they're, they're posing. All yeah, they, they are. Doing. It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a guy. There's, there's a guy like, in the background just sort of cheering them on. And he's not even a, any a character from Street Fight. Weird. <laughs> not to mention, not yeah, he's not a character from Street Fight. That's just jo- that's just John. That's, that's just John. That's our mate John. No, it's, it's almost like um, Blank is stretching Cammy's leg for her, like she's about to get yeah. ready for a race. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's on Street Fighter, a running game. Running game, yeah. So, so it's a physio game. You know, yeah. the, the physio game. <laughs> physio game. Oh, yeah, I didn't even notice that fucking weird character in the background. He looks. That's horrific. That's horrific. Wait, wait, there's another one in the back left. Oh, yeah, shit. With the mask. That's the, the writers. That? They just put themselves in. Where's Vega? Yeah, back left. Who the hell is it, Vega? That, that, like, that looks like Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it does. It's sort of like a cross between Sub Zero and Vega. <laughs> so he's got two bystanders looking at looking at her getting her leg stretched, and mm-hmm. Blanca's looking real happy about it. Also, yeah, to be honest, right, I know that Cammy and uh, uh, Blanca are sort of staple characters at this point in the Street Fighter series, but I mean, at that time. Blanca was, but Cammy no, wasn't. Cammy was. No, Cammy was. Chung Chun- Lee was the only like lady Street Fighter. Uh, up until Turbo, I think it mm. was because they they well, I mean, added if we're the talking, form. If we're talking iconic characters, you're really going to pick Cammy. No, right, exactly. <laughs> you would nowadays, but not back in '94. Not back then. Oh, no, no, definitely not. Maybe it was because they wanted a bit of tits on the front cover. Maybe. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's but the green guy, because he's cool, and the one with the big tits. T- yeah. Also, we, they, they, they obviously made like a, a first cover. They were like, we, it's got Ryu and Ken on it. And they're like, there's no green guys, there's no tits. Get, get, <laughs> why are there no leg stretching? Put it in the bin. And there's no random guys at the back. This is bullshit. But then you go through the rest of the book. The, yep. the rest of the artwork's really nice. Okay, good. It's oh. like they literally took the artist's like, work from... Like the promotional work for Street Fighter 2 and actually add it in. So I'm just showing the group the rest of uh, some of the artwork. So there's another blanker oh, in there that's, that's really nice. That's, that's cool. Decent, yes. So maybe they um, blew all their budget on the actual inside artwork and then just had to like yeah. throw anything together for the front. Um, to start the book, actually, they had um, they had a little prelude thing in there. You know, a little, little adventure story. Cool. All all original characters and 
it wasn't the worst thing I ever read. It, mm-hmm. it could have been a lot worse. Good. Could have been a lot better, but the artwork on it was really nice. Um, it goes into quite a lot of description and it's basically talking about like um, a martial artist who basically gets corrupted by money okay. and has to go back and find um, find his um, his sensei who has been murdered by um, by Shadaloo. And he, by who? He, Shampoo? Shadaloo. Oh, right. That's, that's M. Bison's organisation. Yeah, gotcha. so um, he sends a couple of henchmen out and it's basically not Vega, but a Vega-like character assassin who comes and murders Wager. him. Yeah. Like so, so this is like this is like that thing they always do in like Lord of the Rings video games where it's like you can't play as Legolas but you can be a Regulus, Regulus <laughs> or Negulus. Yeah. In this book, you can play Rowrog. Yeah. <laughs> or Pu. <laughs> really stinky character. <laughs> or Ren. Oh, good old Ren. N Bison. Yeah. Don't you mean N Dyson? No. N Dyson, the creator of the world's first Psycho Hoover. <laughs> oh, oh, we goodness. can play as Wanker. Oh, yeah. How long until we got that one? <laughs> and a fat Chun Lee, Ching Lee. Oh yes, oh, love that. That's good. <laughs> so, the, so the prelude adventures, half yeah, de- half decent. Uh, it's called Rebirth of Honor. It's not bad. It could have been a lot worse. I actually read that on the way back from Shakeon, and it was quite nice to read at half eight in the morning whilst I'd had no sleep. Honestly, I was thinking bus full of Northerners. <laughs> Fucking Northerners. <laughs> the next thing I noticed about this actually is that this this art person has a real fascination with Blanca and Cammy because the next drawing is fucking Cammy. Oh, yeah. Again. For fuck's sakes. Yeah. It's, it's alright. It could be worse. I don't mm. get it. I really don't understand what the fascination was with two, these two characters. It's really just pushing that agenda. Cammy was it pretty hard. definitely hot. is. Well, yeah. Yeah, if you're into pixelated boobs. Well, which obviously you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who is it, Pete? So, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but, just oogling Cammy. Got to love a bit. James has zoomed right he's, in. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's now currently zooming in and out of Cammy's boobs. Right. Yeah. I was going to say this is a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the audio description was in there because <laughs> yeah, exactly. people can't see. Sorry, Peter. Continue. Right. So uh, James has now brought the picture up actually, which mm-hmm. was also a very <laughs> nice one as well. With, Really Blanker cool. chomping someone's shoulder. He's got some <laughs> cyborg type guy. Yeah. It looks right. cool, man. It's a decent drawing. It's cool, yeah. It's proper like co- uh, comic book esque. It feels like they've taken a lot of the promotional artwork from like the Street Fighter cabinets and from the um, the instruction books of like the SNES and that. And, cool. And they've basically just posted it in here and they're, they're really nice. Have they like, treated their subject matter lovingly then? Oh, fuck no, have they not? <laughs> no, right, okay. That's like, a shame. It's literally like they went, all right, let's write a Street Fighter book. Let's let's put all of this in. Let's piss all over it. Oh, you know, no. So, Such a shame. There's a lot of stuff in here. So as I said, the book was written in 94 mm-hmm. and it makes a lot of mentions to Gokun. Now, I went back and looked at my research, and Gokun wasn't officially known to the Street Fighter universe until 2008. <laughs> no, so, what the fuck did they know that? I think it must have been somewhere in the law banks at Capcom or something like this. So, Gokun yeah. was the guy that taught Ken and Ryu the, the yeah. style. Oh, is that the dude with the big... The big uh, the, is yeah. he a character um, that he's got the big, no, big balls around his neck? Um, that's Akuma. That's Akuma. Akuma. They did Sorry. have a character in Street Fighter 4 called Gokun, who was his um, their sensei. Right. He was murdered by Akuma after no, he went me- to the he's Dark He's mentioned zone. in the Japanese version of Street Fighter 2. God, I'm such a nerd. Oh, all right then, you nerd. <laughs> yeah, so, so he's mentioned. But he was, about known, he was known um, over here due to translation errors, as Sheng Long. Yeah. 
Shane Long. Shane Long. Shane. <laughs> Shane Long. Well, my name is Shane Long. You've got to be tough to be my teacher, Shane. <laughs> now, that went down as Long a translation guy. error, so everyone always knew that their master was known as Shane Long, which was really weird. Okay. So that was very fucking strange. So there was, there's a lot of mention to Gokin, even though he wasn't officially confirmed in the universe until about 2008. Okay. Which was pretty strange Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of other stuff in this that is very noticeable rather than saying he or she or them it Mm -hmm. literally explains every character is she does this she does that now I'm not being sexist but there are men in this game too. <laughs> you know why, Pete? It's because um, he's assuming that every single person would automatically play Cammy. Yeah. Most of the artwork is all female characters. So yeah. There's a very nice Chun-Li there. Yeah, well. Chun-Li. Um, move it across the Chun-Li again. There's another Chun-Li. Looks like she's pooing. Yeah, looks like does. she's standing an angry poo at that. Look at now, her the one thing I noticed Chun-Li about this artwork... Poo. No, wait, actually, look, James. In that picture where Chun-Li's bending over, it looks like she's taken dump. Yeah. There's a puddle underneath her. Oh, oh dear. Oh no. Oh dear. Oh fucking hell. Oh dear. I didn't notice that before. Uh-oh. Uh, Chun-Li might have taken a little wee. Chun-Wee. <laughs> Chun-Poo. But there's a lot of stuff in there um, that was quite different, actually. I was quite surprised when I was reading it that um, the Street Fighter team is not just the fighters. You can have manager characters as well. What? That's what the guys yeah. in the background on the cover are. That's oh, it. Oh, yes. That's so, them. so that must be them. then. <laughs> Not well, like wrestlers, they come down to the ring. Like. <laughs> no, so ba- it, it could be like WWE, you know, sort of like oh, I can't remember their names. Bobby like, the Paul Brain Bearer, comes down. I think Paul it was. Paul Bearer, yeah, yeah, that's it. You just come down with me, like, Hulk look Hogan. at me, I'm so cool. Yeah. No, you're fucking not. You're a fat tit. <laughs> so wait, so the thing is, who would ever play that though? Like you're creating your character, and you're like, okay, so you could be like a green dude who bites people. You could be. Um, obviously there's only really two options in there there's Green Dude that bites people or there's Kylie Minogue who's got Thunder Dice but the thing is like <laughs> an Australian British person yeah exactly but the thing is like but I want to manage him yeah you're, 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 that's all I want to do I don't want to fight I just want to I just want to organise flights isn't it yeah. yeah, yeah. So and you stand off to the sidelines, and suddenly you get to take a Hadouken to the face by accident. No, oh, what they needed, you know, I'm in, just a manager. You know, Why? Why me? You know, in all the games, they got the people the, in the scenes. They got the people in the background. That's what they needed. So they included all the people in the background as well. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the guy, the, the moving yeah, on yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's like, <laughs> the guy on Ken's stage. That's how they did it. They were like, oh, but we need some rule in here that makes sure that people are in the background moving their arm. They're like, okay. Uh, roll initiative and then they're like okay manager on your turn what are you going to do and you're like I raise my, my, I move my arm I raise my arm I move my arm back down I raise my arm I move my arm back down it's a good move he gets a better punch yeah <laughs> it's a good encouragement yeah exactly encouragement and a plus, plus two. two yeah and a plus two would, to book and flights if we play this game I would play a manager that's because you're that's because you're uh, it's subversive yeah, yeah, yeah. Anti-conflict. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can't we just talk this out? What if everyone rolled managers? <laughs> oh then we'd be gosh, managing yeah, each awesome. other. Yeah, just be like, I, I can manage you better. Why you walk through that door? I'm not so happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you managing me just then? I'm going to manage that. I'm, uh, I'm going to manage that. Back. I manage the shit out of that, mate. Right. And you're managing skills. I'm managing him back. Yes, I go. You can manage a turd in a field. I definitely think. <laughs> yeah, we'll manage this. <laughs> we, we've definitely got a new game here. Micromanager the RPG. I like hey. it. <laughs> manager, manager, twenty-eight. <laughs> Championship manager, manager. <laughs> oh shit! So, oh jeez. So, so far, you're not liking it. What do you think? Oh man, it's got to be some goodness in Honestly, there. Come on, Pete. It, it could have been a lot. Of, I have. Tell me, combat's good. amazing. 
I have explained the good things. The artwork is right. nice. Tell me combat's amazing. Um, the that? combat is interesting. Okay. I'm just going to show you a character sheet here. Yep. So this is just Ken's character sheet. So you've got a list of special moves. Mm -hmm. And you know full well that Ken's special moves is Shuriukens and all of that this sort of thing. This is literally vampire. Yeah. It is honestly but, just yeah, it straight is. up look at, vampire. Right, look at the stats though, right? So obviously you've got the dice pool blocks that you have to scribble in. Almost all of them are full up. It's vampire. Not to yeah. mention, yeah, they are. They're literally almost all full ups. Not only that, but they even the skills are straight ripped off a of vampire. I never yep. thought I never thought I'd see subterfuge again. I honestly intimidation, alertness, survival. These are these are vampire. That honestly didn't come to me when I actually physical, was reading social, this book. and mental attributes. I didn't think about that. Talents, oh skills, and knowledge. They've been whittled down a little bit, I think. Yeah, the backgrounds, yeah. backgrounds what? and techniques. No, way. when was vampire made? 80s. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, early 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> this is this is vampire. That's a vampire character. <laughs> this is the same system as vampire. Shall we try and rub the Street Fighter thing out at the top and see whether it says Vampire the Masquerade on it? Well, you just rub it out and it's hidden under there. <laughs> Ta da! <laughs> <laughs> the big reveal. Even though you printed this at work, it'll be like. <gasps> It's so, a so that picture where someone's getting eaten or there's a vampire it's in the book. probably a vampire thing. Oh my god. Have we just oh. discovered something? Just tell me it's been made by a white wolf then. No. What? We got, How we got they blatant do it? plagiarism How did they rip this off? This is vampire. That is the vampire character sheet. This Whoa. is vampire. <laughs> well, to whoever wrote this book, wow. you're a fucking plagiarist, you dirty bastards. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Pete, you must have been so wrapped up in your hatred for you didn't it. Know you, this. you didn't notice. Yes, I was so annoyed trying to read this. This was a struggle to say the least. But that is really weird because I, I don't think vampire is a combat game at all. That's that's a really dumb system that's to use. That's probably why yeah. they did it. They're like, oh, it's not very combat. Who are going to make one that is? And It'd be funny, it. but surely something like Savage Worlds for Street Fighter would be good with exploding dice. Well, it, it didn't exist hits. at the time. Nick, but like, that's true. Honestly, you've hit the nail on the head here. I was actually thinking, if, is there a way of trying to convert this into another system? And Savage Worlds was definitely the one that I thought would probably work mm -hmm. really yeah, totally. well. I've seen people do things like that. I mean, the thing is... The wrestling one, isn't it? Yeah, I just... I can't believe this. That's honestly, that's not me for six days. Uh, I don't know if they, they did it legally and bought this or whatever, but Jesus. This is literally vampire. That's so funny. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe that. So, um, speaking of which, there is actually quite an interesting system with the um, uh, with the critical fails. They call it botches in this one. Mm -hmm. oh, Same as vampire. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, I brought that up and now I have realised that fucking vampire is Vampire crazy. Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah, I mean S Street Fighter the Masquerade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, can, you can't reveal that the, you can't reveal that you're a Street Fighter. Really, it's, you're it's a vampire. Part, it's part of the Masquerade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was also another interesting thing in here. Is they had um, they yeah. actually had a quote from Bruce Lee. What? Yeah, what? they had a quote from Bruce. I think he might Bruce be dead Lee by this time. In Enter the Dragon. All oh, right. <laughs> now this Bruce, uh, can you uh, give us a quote on this book? My yeah. Sarah Gray. Get the fuck away. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Bruce Lee says dot dot dot. <laughs> so yeah, it was a quote from the movie, which is fine. But this completely contradicts the fact that they actually have their own Bruce Lee universe character in Fei Long. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah. So that's kind of stupid, isn't it? Yeah, because they, then they're sort of acknowledging the fact that they've kind of ripped Bruce Lee off <laughs> this completely unoriginal character. Oh my god! News read. Of course. So chi is so that basically presumably the less chi you have, the sort of the less um, human you feel and. Okay. No, incorrect. Basically, chi is used for your special moves. Right. 
Oh, so right. when okay. you, so I was going to say, I was going to say, so yeah, your Hadoukens, your Shiryukens, your spinning bird kicks for Chun Li and stuff like that. They all your Tiger Replica. Uh, we'll get to that one, Nick, because there's an interesting admission from this book. Um, I have told James about this one. Go on. Um, I asked him to print me off some character sheets for this yeah. one. Um, and I noticed full well that there are a couple of characters missing. No. Yes. 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 So. There are. I wanted to get a couple of boss characters. So you got the four kings. So you've got um, Bison, mm-hmm. Sagat, Balrog, and Vega. Yep. Vega's missing. <gasps> um, Bison's missing. <gasps> what? And so is Sagat. What? It's so dumb. What, the most but they evil have characters. But they have Balrog. So Balrog, the boxer, is yeah. going to be like the end boss of the game. He's the prize fighter. Yeah. So oh, he's like wow. the shittest one. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's like a sub boss. Yeah. How and can they take Bison and Sagat out? They and Vega. They took Vega oh, out too. Man. But so Chuck Lee's just like, ha, 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 pretty fine. much. You so ain't what, gonna be what, raping me today. Yeah. So what have they got? So what have they got to do in the game then? Surely, like, they'll be like the Shadowloo Corporation is really running amok here, and they'll be like, who's heading it up? And they're like, no one. Well, they made <laughs> some they boxer. Make guy. Some, some, some boxer, <laughs> and he's like trying to type on a keyboard. And he's been like, <laughs> in too many times. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of reminds me of the Street Fighter movie where Balrog is actually trying to type using his boxing. Hands. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Fucking bad. Oh. But, so they they've obviously omitted these characters like from the book. It's so weird. Like they and they specifically said in the book as well. I was reading the quote, uh, reading it this morning. Um, they said these characters are going to be coming in the next edition. Ah, well, that never came. It never uh, came. So they cut content so they could sell in the second book. It, it would seem that yeah. way, definitely. They got sued by White Wolf and nothing ever came of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it is possible, yeah. So they might have, have plagiarised the system that. a little bit too much. They thought, oh, we can get away with a second edition. Nah, you can't. <laughs> Sorry, mate. No cigars. All them kids, all them 90s kids that were... You know, playing Street Fighter and getting yeah. so excited for the next dish when they could finally mm. get Sag out of them bison. They're still yeah. waiting. So, um, oh. throughout the rest of the book as well, they have these little um, these little things in here, like little uh, campaign scenarios that you can add in. It's usual for most books, isn't mm-hmm. it? So, mm-hmm. um, there's a there's a scenario in there where Cammy is trying to um, who did um, who made Vampire White Wolf. White Wolf. I just used Podbot and Podbot said. Go to sfrpg.com and it's uh, streetfighterrpg.com. It says uh, published by White Wolf in '94. Okay, so we, so all that we all that we take back. So we regret saying that whoever wrote this is a bastard. Actually, no, they, they still are. I don't care because I don't know why they would have used this system to make a game all about fighting. So yeah, so this little scenario in there was Cami trying to infiltrate a base in in the in the Himalayas, I think it is, <laughs> and it's near a a skiing village. So she drops into this skiing village. Yes, and is trying to infiltrate. Now, um, the the only way that she can actually infiltrate it. Is by posing as a young girl. Yes, but she's like six foot. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, which makes feel no like a brick shit. And, and what they mean by <laughs> she's like, "Hey, can I get in? I, <laughs> I'm really small." Oh, which is quite weird. So the one glaring error that I noticed in this area is the fact that Cammy, being an English person, would say bollocks, would she not? I no, suppose. it says bollocksed. <laughs> <laughs> bollocksed that right. There I'm a little girl. I need to get right in here because I'm sick of all this cold bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let me in. Nah, really bollocks. This is one up. I think that was not, not, Oh, I've smashed the door because of my massive hand. I mean, little yeah. girly hand. And she, <laughs> she honestly tries to blag her way in by saying she's like 15 or 16 and they let Jesus. her in. It's on so skis. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's so fucking dumb that's, anyway. That's really... So, um, yeah, so they have... Like I said, they have the willpower, they have the cheese systems mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's very, it feels very much like Vampire now, thinking about it. And I just can't understand where they went went with this one. I just can't. I just don't get it. I really don't get how it can be this bad. So the special moves any good then, Pete? The special moves are kind of terrible. So do that because I know that obviously this just uses the vampire system or, or the yeah. white wolf um, system, I should say, the world of darkness mm-hmm. system. So mm-hmm. the um, the special moves, how do they work? Do they work like the spells from Vampire at all? Because those had sort of like so, most of them didn't really have um, effects where it would be like you get to hit this amount of damage, did they? It was usually like some gameplay benefit yeah. or role-playing yeah. benefit or something like this. So do they, do they do things such as like, like for, for an example, do you have um, Hadouken, for example? How does that work? Yeah, so basically um, with the with the combat itself, you would have to spend a power of um, of your chi right. to so use a blood, it. a blood point, yeah. So it's basically like spending mm. a blood point. Uh-huh. Right. So um, the one interesting so we'll thing... It, we're, noticed, right, we're changing chi to blood point from now on. <laughs> yeah, the one thing I did notice whilst doing the small character creation in this is actually that there are certain things called linkers, which people would know if you played Street Fighter, you can actually combo into moves, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool, actually. <clears throat> so... That's one one of the only good things I will say about this is you can spend some of your points into having a combo potential. That's nice. Which is quite mm-hmm. nice. So you could do, like in Street Fighter, a Ryu, Ryu can do a crouching medium kick into a fireball. Nice. Which is cool. quite nice. I like that. It's, so you would have to spend... The old hell cart. You have to spend a blood point to do so. Right. Or, sorry, chi point. Chi. Um, a blood chi. Yeah, blood, blood chi, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that was quite nice, actually. The com- so, so, like, so, so is there the potential to do devastating special moves? Like if yeah, you spend like four chi in something, can I you don't, knock someone's head off? I honestly don't think you can. I think you can only spend one point at a time yeah. to do so. And, then how, how, and so how do you get chi back? Do you have to presumably um, bite chi- somebody and then suck their blood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, chi is, um, is regained over time. So when you're not in combat, I think you regain... Regain a chi point every 15 minutes. The interesting part was the honour and glory system, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I really quite like the honour and glory system to a certain degree. Now, you can play two different factions of the characters, basically. You can play a character that wants all the glory. Mm-hmm. So, go and win your fights and you, you gain notoriety within the Street Fighter world. Cool. Yeah. Like Balrog, basically. Yeah. He fights, basically, to get money and get glory. Yeah. Or you can be an honourable character like Ryu is. Mm-hmm. But... With the fact that Ryu is quite a powerful character, he yep. gains he gains a lot of honor through glory anyway, right, or okay. gains glory through honor anyway. So it was quite nice actually, sort of going, all right. So you win a fight, you gain this point of glory, or you gain this point of honor, depending on what what faction your character is, basically. So, so it's um, a progression kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. you 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 don't gain them straight away. You actually get temporary points. So you okay. have to gain ten, ten temporary points in either one to gain a permanent point. Right, okay. and your honor and your glory can go down dependent on what you, what choices you make as a player. So if you do something that goes completely against the glory system, then you will lose glory. Like it. Mm. So say Balrog decides to go and help someone, he yeah. would lose glory. Or if Ryu decides, I'll be back, and he goes uh, rob mug someone. Pretty no much, reason. yeah. He would lose honor. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Give me one. That's quite good. It's like it's quite a cool morality system, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So I I don't know. So 
There are some nice little nuggets of decency in there, but well, most of all, it is peppered with shit. So right, nice. that's about it, though, isn't it? That's literally it. It's that one thing. You know, this RPG is actually incomplete still. It's still in the works. On their website, there's a thing called the G file, which is another 188 page document where it's adding all of the other characters that it are canon. It's coming, oh coming soon. to the story. No, you can get it now, and then in it's got the character images and part of the character sheet. But next to the characters where it usually has text about them, it just got text, 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 text. Ah, if I just quickly show you this as we wrap it up, right? Unbelievable. So it's got all these really awesome artwork, oh, right? Yeah. Today They've got well. loads and loads of stuff. But mm. the further I get down, right, so here you go. They're adding, as it said wow. on their website, the idea in... It's been rebooted. In this this part was to add... A game. Um, <laughs> all the character styles manoeuvres of Alpha 1, 2, 3, 4 and 5 the X series no longer included as the person has learned it's not canon yeah it's true so it's still race. incomplete why yeah. are they doing that I don't wow. know and this was last updated um, in uh, the, 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 July this this, this year. year this yeah. year so, so it would have had to been this year so some old, old guys in a ballroom going you know what you need to do yeah. bring back that street fight how the hell did they still have the licence for that though I guess nobody else has bought it. Well, everyone else it. knows it's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants it. That is Street Fighter, the RPG. Yeah, as, as I'm for the third time trying to conclude this. Well done, everyone. Thank you very much for bringing that, Pete. I really, um, really enjoyed hearing about it. It was Thanks, awesome. Pete. Yeah, thank you. And Pete. I'm sorry you had to read that. That's all right. <laughs> like, as a Street Fighter fan, it was quite entertaining. Well, yeah, it made got... a lot of references. It was quite cool in that sense. And the art, like I said, the artwork was pretty nice because well, you it. pretty much consume everything Street Fighter I mean you watch The Legend of Chun-Li for fuck's sake <laughs> Harrison I told you never to mention that on a podcast <laughs> that was just between me and you man <laughs> competition right so we're wrapping up uh, the competition time that we uh, recently had announced to send in your RPG related dad jokes uh, the competition was to win five five pound vouchers um, for where was it again the pinnacle web store peg ink peg ink oh yes so it's five of them so it's 25 peg pounds ink. in total and we had two entries well two people enter yeah now but one of them has uh, expressly said that they do not want to win. They don't want to win outright. Um, no, no, there's no reflection on Pinnacle. I'm sure. No, 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 no. I think it not, might be. Not at all. It's because um, they felt, you know, they recycled um, some old jokes that uh, they kind of found uh, themselves. And uh, we think that the uh, second entry, anyway, they um, they made it up themselves. So no, they didn't either. So did they no, they're, no, they're both pasted from the internet. Yeah. So I mean, this is this is the worst turnout in a competition oh my God. we've ever had. I did not realise. But that. thanks anyway for sending them in. <laughs> yeah, cheers. <laughs> and to be you know, fair, there are comedians out there who do actually make a living off of stealing jokes. Amy Schumer. <laughs> so Amy Schumer, if you're listening, come on the podcast and defend yourself. All right, James. So the, ent- so okay. the entries. Uh, go ahead. Right, so uh, I'm going to go for Manuel Sam's entries to begin with. Go on. Um, his number the first one is. A sandwich walks into a tavern. The barkeep yells, Oi, we don't serve food here. <laughs> That's good. Mm. Don't laugh at that. <laughs> well, I lost the point, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Right, second. Fighter. How do you make holy water? Cleric. We boil the hell out of it. You see what he's done there, right? Is he's just taken an existing joke and put fighter and cleric in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> Smart moves there. No, it's not. It's annoying. Go on, manners. Yeah, pick up the manners. <laughs> All right, so his third joke was, 
How do you call a rigger who has his ride stolen? Carlos. <laughs> oh god! I see what you did there. Mm. Right, we gotta get through these fights that are annoying me. Okay, and the fourth, our monk isn't doing any martial arts for a higher purpose. He's just in it for the kicks. <laughs> that one's a good one. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> what do you call a minotaur with no legs? Ground beef. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, this one, I don't know why. This one really went straight over my head. But our wizard has a lot of problems reading scrolls. He doesn't know why. Yeah, I don't get it either. I don't. I, don't I, it, I, yeah. I really just. So if anyone could, um, is that some German that joke. That English so ne- next get. competition is to uh, decrypt this bloody <laughs> joke. <laughs> decrypt that joke, and then the winning entry comes in from Terry Hansen with a copy paste joke that you found on the internet. <laughs> but it says, two of my players were frustrated that I wouldn't let them play as Chinese necromancer twins. I told them that two Wongs don't make a white. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good one. So thank you to Reddit for that. We'll be sending those vouchers. Over to Go on to the r slash tabletop twice. Well done, Terry. Anyway, Terry, I'll send over those vouchers to you shortly. Uh, cheers, mate. Thanks. We, Tesla. Well done, Terry. I think that's going to be the last competition we never do. Goodbye. <laughs> Welcome to the Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges, the Chamber of Challenges, Chamber of Challenges. The Chamber of Challenges. <laughs> so, welcome to the Chamber of Challenges. Chambre of Challenges. So, I've got a challenge for the three of you. So, this challenge is called What That. Okay. What That? Yeah, What That. So, basically, what you got to do is identify What That. What, what That. What That. <laughs> so, I'm going to play you some sounds, right? And all you got to do is is um, is just tell me what it is, right? Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's basically okay. it, man. I mean, I can't really explain it any fairer than that. So, the first one, here we go. Oh, fuck. Did anyone see where that went? Go re-roll, 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 re-roll. Go re-roll that shit, mate. What? <laughs> okay. Do, do you want me to play that again? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. Oh, fuck. Did anyone see where that went? That's a dead roll. Go yeah. That Sounds like it. Yeah. Okay. Nick, ding, ding. One point. Yes! Right. Well, that, that was the sound of a dead roll. A real live dead roll. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was Nick- that recorded during Dungeon Crawl by any chance? No, it wasn't. <laughs> okay. okay. But next sound. <laughs> oh. Lovely, freshly baked. I'll be taking this for his supper. <laughs> a thief. <laughs> what the hell? Okay, Nick said a thief. James and Peter. Um, um I would. I'm gonna go for um. I don't know. Giant. No. I'm going for an orc. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to be more specific than that. Okay. Can it's... we hear it one more time? Yep. Of course. <laughs> Oh, lovely, freshly baked. I'll be taking this for his supper. <laughs> Classic. Um, I don't know. I just, I think it's like a. Uh, I've gone. I changed my, changed my answer. Am I allowed to do that? Sure. Right, I'm going to go for a um a goblin who's just come across. I don't know a carcass, and he's literally just gonna eat it like it's it. I think it's a pie. I think someone thieved a pie, like a hot pie from a window. Like Mama used to make. 
Is that your answer? (laughs) Right. Okay, I'm going to cut it there. That was... You came very close, but that was a goblin stealing a loaf of bread. Nice. Okay, so next one. What day? Hmm. Lovely. I can see my face in it. Shining a sword. Yeah. Or an axe. Who's shining the sword? A lady. A lady warrior. An elf. Okay, James, you nailed it. Yes, a lady warrior shining a sword. I just thought that was was the sound you made when you wanked. (laughs) <laughs> oh, lovely. I can see my face yeah, I didn't say what type of sword it was. <laughs> it could have been that sword. It could have been a pork sword. <laughs> yeah, it could have been, yeah. <laughs> right, now it's time to tell me what that. Tis a sprawling dungeon. <laughs> Get back, foul beast. I shall slay you in one fell swoop. Well, actually, I get to hit you first. <laughs> oh, God, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely Lord of the Rings. Good foul. No, yeah, it was um, it was an initiative roll, wasn't it? And nice one, ding ding. Nice, uh, Actually, yeah. yeah, an initiative roll. Well done, mate. Well Very done. Nice. Okay, now this this last one, right? This is the real challenger. What All right, you ready? Got to tell me what that. Situation. Sounds like the Falling Island from our vampire campaign. <laughs> it does. It does. It, it literally does. Sp- uh, space fight. Nailed it. Yes. Yes. Fuck you, Nick. I was actually going to say that as well. Yeah. I tell you what. I wish you listeners could have seen it. Nick just—he was completely silent through that, staring at the ground. All right. His his hat got turned backwards. <laughs> yeah, and he like was like there, out. sort of just ha- sitting on his hands as well, really thinking. And just before he said it, you know, if you've ever seen those game shows where they're just about to press the buzzer or <laughs> give their last answer, and they really are unsure of the answer, and he was just like, "Space fight." Like, <laughs> it was like, oh. "Yeah, man." Brilliant. I was there. I felt so like well I was done. there. Very good. Um, you correctly identified four what that's. What that. What so that. well done, guys. Yeah. Now we nice. know what that. What that. Good. We did. I really enjoyed that. That was good fun. <laughs> Thank you very <laughs> much. Good stuff. Hey, everybody. Come gather around the fireside. I got a story to tell you about a time when I beat two goblins and three basilisks all by myself. That's right. I did it with my own two hands and my trusty six shooter, of course. But that's not the point. Point is, I beat them. I won. Fireside Tales. Um, so this is Fireside Tales Fireside where we Tales. tell you about our RPG experiences the stories that we've experienced ourselves, and then we tell you about it what we've done what that now well, tell me Harrison <laughs> what's the general theme of this Fireside Tales uh, loss hmm. okay. sadness woe yes woe regret angst regret and woe yeah okay woe is me um, no, basically, I, I wanted to tell um, a story, um, and Pete, you can chime in on this because this is—I wanted to tell the story of the stag don't. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so this was a, um, a one shot in Call of Cthulhu. Uh, well, it's basically using the Call of Cthulhu system, but it wasn't necessarily a horror game. Um, the idea of this um, game was run by my brother, and it was essentially that the three guys had gone on to a stag do, um, which is basically a bachelor party weekend in a Vegas-like town. It was basically yeah. an approximation of Vegas. Imagine basically watching The Hangover. 
Yeah. Yeah. And with that, what's happened was is they lost all of their plane tickets and money, and they've woken up the next day with no recollection of what what happened. Completely hungover, and they had to find uh, enough money to be able to buy plane tickets. Now. The, the amount of money we needed was 50 grand, wasn't it? It was an absurd amount of money yeah. to try and get back home. I, d- I couldn't mean, understand it. but Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense, uh, but that's not how much a plane ticket would cost, but it made more fun for the game because the fact yeah. of the matter is, is that, um, yeah, I mean, it was we had basically had two days to get 50 grand, which is yep. a fun campaign yeah. to get home. So um, what happened was, is that my brother, he had all these events set up around Vegas that we were supposed to walk around and hear about. For example, there was a rap battle that we could participate in. There was a dungeon experience that yeah. we could participate in. So we'd do a mini dungeon crawl. There was... Um, there was something to do with a strip club as well, wasn't there? Yeah, some things like this. And we just forewent all of this stuff and just did our own thing. So the first thing we saw was when we woke up in our hotel room, we saw that last night apparently we'd taken two tigers into our room and locked them in the bathroom. So one of the player characters, Johnny, had literally walked in just to go for a piss and saw two tigers in the bathroom. (laughs) So quickly closed the door and was like, guys, there's there's some tigers in the bathroom. And then my character was like, all right, guys, should we go and get breakfast? And then we... we We went downstairs and we no. go we go to get breakfast and then um, oh we, we start coming up with like a plan and I nicked the cash register from from the uh, from the breakfast place in our hotel. Yeah, so we had made a, me and Johnny had made a distraction so that he would actually do that. I chipped my tooth because Harrison poured a load of beans on some cutlery on my breakfast. Basically. Yeah, I was like, I, I, was, I was like, this will be a great prank. He's going to eat the beans and it'll be full of force. So, <laughs> so in the ensuing chaos, I chipped my tooth and went to go and complain about it and got really angry. I got, so. a, I got a cash register had about three hundred dollars in it, and then um, then we were like, okay, well, what we need to do is like go and buy a gun, right? So instead, I didn't buy a gun. I bought a grenade. And, um, <laughs> and then, uh, similar. Yeah. Then we basically what happened was is while we were buying the grenade, I was outside ha- having a cigarette, right? And uh, these th- mafia guys picked me up, and uh, they they're threatening me with guns. And and the mafia guys like, I think you have something that belongs to me. Two tigers were robbed off me last night, and I'm like, I don't even remember what happened last night. And I get out of the great grenade, and I'm like, right, drop your guns, you fucks. Drop the guns, take them apart. All right, I'm having your trousers too. And I, t- I take <laughs> open your trousers, and Sean's like, yeah. okay, well they drop their guns uh, they give you their trousers I take all the gun parts put them in like, an, uh, uh, like into a, a satchel basically yeah into a satchel and I'm like alright see you later fuck bags and get out the limo <laughs> I walk back over to the shop before these guys have even finished shopping I don't want to worry them so I didn't tell them about the mafia guys that had just taken me in the car <laughs> and then we, what we did is we, we bought a uh, like sedation gun yeah, from it was, um, trank, a trank gun from the uh, pawn shop yeah oh. from the pawn shop and then we went back to the hotel room sedated the um, sedated the tigers put them on one of the lunch serving trays yes. from the hotel room. So, so yeah. we had ordered room service so yeah. that we could get this dining tray and there was like 10 steaks on it. So yeah, we, we chucked one of the steaks into the room just to try and distract this tiger, basically. Oh my yeah, God. and then we put the tigers like in the duvet, yeah. put it on, on top of the um, on top of the dinner service thing, wheeled it down the street to the strip club and then, then we waited for the tigers to start moving for the um, sedation to wear off. And then yeah. when that started happening, we instantly, in the ensuing chaos where all the tigers started 
started tearing all the people in the strip club to pieces. We then ran into the back and cracked, uh, the, safe. cracked the safe with the grenade and then uh, nicked 50 grand from it. And then just at the end, I uh, leapt behind the counter. Me and Johnny leapt behind the counter, poured ourselves a pint. And we saw these tigers just tearing people apart, all these strippers getting maimed. And oh then my, my character's drinking a pint and he's like, ass hanging though, a fucking stag though. And then he's, he leaps out, gets in a cab and we fuck off back home. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, um, Sean was like, oh, is there anything else you want to do? And we just went, no, go no, to the airport we go for a home. couple of hours. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then basically that was it. We we solved Sean's campaign, basically, his one shot in... Uh, An hour and a half, I think it was, yeah. of a four-hour <laughs> no session. Way. It was supposed to be a four-hour session, and we did it oh, in an hour and a half. He was literally just... Like, you know, a stag dope. And yeah. he was, honestly, he was literally just sat there and went, well, that's game over then. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. That sounds fun, man. Wicked. So uh, you've got your um... yeah, mine's quite a short, sweet one. But it's uh, so it's I don't know if you guys remember, but obviously I went away on holiday earlier this year, Oi. and I took forget about it with me, and I thought yeah. I'd run it for some uh, for my family. You, um, you took what? Sorry, forget about it. What? Uh, which is a game. It's one uh, oh, sorry, I forgot about it. <laughs> oh, shit, <laughs> fuck off, Pete. Uh, <laughs> available now on Drive for RPG by Justin Certain Imagination, and it's uh, it's a very good game. It's um, and I took it with me, and I took uh, with some non-players, so none of my family had RPG before. But I thought, yep. you know what? take it with me just in case um, and they were up for it so it was great and we, so I ran it for them they had a great time uh, everything was going along normally like in forget about it you play some gangsters and you're trying to get somewhere and things happen and it's, I'm not going to spoil I don't want to spoil the story yeah. but to cut a long story short we've done we've got to the big climantic, climactic end scene and um, all the bad guys have been killed and it's just like the, the mobsters are left and they're standing over an open grave. They used a digger to dig out a grave um, because it, a lot of it takes part on a um, building site. And they used this like uh, this digger truck to dig a grave, a grave and they put the bodies of the people they'd killed in there. Anyway, in Forget About It, you get handed some secrets at the beginning of the game. And it's brilliant because each character has a secret about another character. Mm-hmm. And as a player, you choose whether to act these out or not. But it's always good to have those a little bit of background. Anyway... They're all standing over this open grave congratulating each other on how well they've done and all this, that, and the other. Anyway, one of the characters is sleeping with another character's wife. Out of nowhere, that guy pulls a gun, shoots him, kills him outright, and just pushes him in the open grave. I didn't see it coming at all, but because they were so close, I gave it as a dead kill because they were all pretty battered anyway from the fight. He it was it was behind he was behind him. He's like I'm gonna pull my gun out. I'm killing this guy. Yeah, I mean, like, there's no two ways about it. You no don't way. just roll for damage. Yeah, just it was it was gone. Him. He was done. And what, I was just sort of like, like point blank range. Point blank range, oh, like part, in, into party kill for a bunch of newbies that had never played before. I just I did not see that coming at all. And I was I was like, congratulate you. That's, That's so cool. Just blew his head off, dropped him in the open grave with him. And I was like, right, should we go get some food? And they all go in the car and drive off. That's awesome. It was classic. Nice. But I, I just as a GM, I just did not see it coming from some new guys. So I was very very surprised and impressed. But it was great. Okay, so. Yeah, I say, you know, one of my most action-heavy ones is probably one of the most recent ones that we had, which was the first episode of Bubblegum Crisis. Now, the way Harrison uh, portrayed this first episode was to give all the players a taste for what's to come, allow them to experience as much as they possibly can and what the game has to offer, and also to allow every player to use what they've bought. So all these extra stuff that, you know, don't usually get to try out in the first, like, 15 sessions or something until really later. Just like, he's going to create a scene so we could do everything all at once. Now, yeah, basically what happened was 
as soon as we turned up, there was this battle map laid out for us and our cars and uh, bikes and stuff were positioned in a certain way, did a tiny bit of role playing and then it just bam, just bam, we got straight into this action, there was loads of stuff going down, we were completely surrounded by these boomers, there was no way out on these roads so we couldn't just ride away, we had to get into battle and it was just, it was just really intense, it was just so much going on, there were so many things and obviously all of our players... I mean, I was aware of the universe, but obviously Harrison always does this. If someone's aware of the universe, he changes it in a way so it's still unpredictable to that person who still knows about it. Mm-hmm. But everyone, really, they obviously had no idea what was going on. And just because I had a little idea of going on, like it didn't help me at all, really, still. Because it was just it was just crazy. Like I said, we were surrounded. Everyone was doing like these crazy roles. Some really, really um, tactical decisions that had to be made. And the difference that Bubblegum Crisis has is that all of the damage that we take is essentially it's like real life the only 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 way to heal is to go to hospital and pay for your care so we had to be careful about the decisions we made and about the damage that we were getting and it was just yeah really surprising really really just intense like i said um earlier we i think all of us during that scene we were just sitting there sweating mm-hmm. and Nick said that he went home that night uh, just felt shattered, shattered. mate shattered <laughs> yeah because I mean the thing about that was is that um, I did sort of drop you right in it now having played the game a bit more I'm surprised that nobody died during that fight yeah me, me too because thinking about it the way damage is dealt with in that game is really realistic because you have Very. stun damage and you typically have like a lot more stun hit points than you have regular hit points mm. and stun damage like you can take a hit from like a punch or a kick or a throw and you could ge- you'll generally recover over mm-hmm. time and be fine but if you take hit point damage you're you're fucked you, I yeah. mean you are fucked you, you take, unless you, you get a kick from a bullet yeah you have to go <laughs> yeah you have to go to the hospital if you yeah, yeah if you get uh, you know boot fired at you from a gun <laughs> yeah. then, then that's that's it you're going to the hospital and the thing is I uh, when that first fight happened and I put, put you against eight dudes and you were fighting in a city and James, yeah, I remember you were going down alleyways, like taking was, cover behind stuff. Yeah. You had grenades fired at you from uh, grenade launchers. You had mm-hmm. bullets. And I'm so surprised that nobody died. Yeah, we had tear yeah, gas Jesus. going off. It was, it was so intense, seriously. It yeah. was... If it was cracking, I really, really enjoyed it. I remember at the end of it, we were all just kind of the whole scene with the truck buzzed out. Really made me laugh because you got one guy that nearly got run over, then the door got opened, and it was slammed in someone else's. Face. Yes, do you remember? It was all like a fight going on around a big truck. Yeah, yeah. there were so many sort of so like cool. miniature fights going on uh, on this battle map because obviously everything was all honed in on on the you know the distance wise and all this stuff. So who mm-hmm. could hit who and who was behind what. But yeah, it was really awesome, crazy, and wicked fun, man. Oh, your first fireside towel. How nice. Oh. <laughs> In the future, you will be able to send a letter from anywhere on the planet. This is the future. This is the Electro Letter. So, uh, this is Electro Letters, where we read your mail from around the intertubes. But uh, last week, um, we we asked you guys for your favourite uh, characters um, from um, from your RPGs. Mm-hmm. And so we've got a response from last week's episode that we didn't get to read. So this is from a listener called Daniel. Hey, twats. I thought I'd share this with you. It might make you chuckle. Well, that did. <laughs> <laughs> I've recently started d- dooming... DMing a Witcher RPG game using D&D 5e rules. It revolves around two players. One of them is a Witcher from the Viper School. Another is a Dwarf Ranger Druid type character. However, one of my players knew nothing about the Witcher universe, so I thought I'd do a series of snippets concerning everything about Witchers. The first of which is this. 
Yeah, so he's done this like weird sound clip. It's called An Educational Lesson on Witches by Bard Buster Chimes. <laughs> Buster Chimes! It's, it's, quite, yeah. it's actually pretty funny. Um, it features a it features Buster Chimes, a bard who has been invited to a Nilfgaardian school in Nilfgaard to teach children about various subjects, one of which is witches. I wrote the script while I got my friend to do the voiceover as I wanted the players to disconnect themselves from me. Let me know what you think. Yeah, I thought it was actually pretty funny. Um, I'll play a little clip of it now. It's really cool. So, who here knows about witches? Anyone? Yeah, you in the back there, the blonde girl. Yeah, I know. Don't they have big noses? What? And they're as ugly as sin. Okay, hands down and never speak again. <laughs> no, no. My foolish little harpy. That is witches. Okay, class, listen carefully. Witches, witches, witches. You hear the difference? So, yeah, thank you very much for that, Daniel. Very awesome. And Buster Chimes is the best name <laughs> yeah, ever. Yeah, that's so cool. Buster Chimes. <laughs> Buster Chimes. But this week we ask you all to send in your favourite action moments in RPGs. The coolest, uh, ball-bustingly, bouncingly, brilliant moments <laughs> uh, from uh, from your RPGs. And so we've got quite a few responses. So first up, we've got one from Manuel Sams. Yeah, we've got Manuel Sams here from the old G+. That's where he sent it in. Cheers, buddy. Um, and he says... Well, there was this one time a character in a sci-fi game. Um, sorry. Well, there was this one time a character in a sci-fi game was in a blizzard and fighting two large ice rays, manta rays, which could fly and live on an ice planet. Bullshit. He threw a he threw a spare blaster cell into the air between them and shot it, detonating it and killing both ice rays. That was pretty damn sweet. Pretty this, this sounds very familiar. <laughs> that was me. You've done that. I've done that. You've done the blaster cell. Yeah, I did it. It was, it was in our Daring Towers of the Space Lanes game. Sick. That, that, that was amazing, actually. It was a pretty good shot. He was like, <laughs> he was like you know you're going to have like a minus four to hit this. And because Adult. of the snow, it's a further minus two. So it's going to be a minus six. And I'm like, I'm feeling lucky. And, <laughs> yes. and my yes. blaster cell was like this big. So I, I chucked it. And I was just like, yep, nailed it. And I, I blew all these things up. Yeah, I was pretty oh, proud. Man. Like, the visibility awesome. was so low because it was an ice We were in a blizzard. And I was I was on a jet ski we were both rolling really well that day actually because I didn't have any piloting skills and I kept exploding a D4 nice, which was amazing nice. savage was... gods were savagely in your favour they were nice. yeah it was really really cool yeah so then we got one from Richard Walcock he says one of my personal favourites was the chase scene in a game I ran for Manuel and his girlfriend where we used the urban locations deck of concept cards to help narrate the different stages of the chase Ooh. it was a pretty cool coincidence that the chase concluded with a vicious fight and death Row, described on the card as an alley famous for a series of brutal murders that had taken place there in the past. Manuel wrote a more detailed post about it here, and includes a link. Years from now, they still whisper about what happened on that dreadful night. So yeah, Manuel's wrote a post about this cool chase scene, so I'll include a link in the description. And he says, my questions to you are, what are your views on using specialised props like the Urban Locations deck? Have you ever used that sort of thing in your own games? Now, wow. this I actually wanted to talk about this because I really, really wanted to get the Thrilling Tales Adventure Deck. Yes. Yeah. Because we used that for Slipstream. We did, yeah, and it was done really, really it's well such in a that cool game. Deck. Oh. It's such a cool deck because, you know, you've we've used adventure cards before, right? Yep. In Savage Worlds. You can pull these out and it'll do, like, crazy shit. And mm-hmm. James, these are fucking awesome, right? Yeah, they are. So what you do is you pull one out and it, you get given one at the beginning of each session, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. And now... 
I used to be a bit of a snob about this because I was like, it doesn't make sense in universe. Why would this suddenly happen out of nowhere when the player chooses? But actually, <laughs> gameplay-wise, they're really fun. So Ooh. you can pull it, and it'll be something like um, an old friend turns up and suddenly helps you, or yeah. it, it like can be someone falls in love with you. Yeah, it's or you just be like, yeah. when the GM uses a Benny, you can stop them from using it. Yeah, or there's yeah. loads, there's loads of them. So the Thrilling Tales one is specifically um, uh, centered around pulpy action, and mm-hmm. I really like it. And the artwork is fantastic. And I tried to pick one of these up, and they were fucking twenty-five quid. <sighs> Um, no, well, it's eight pounds, but the thing is with Postage. the shipping, uh, yeah, because no, nobody prints them in the UK. Come on, UK, sort your printing out. So I was trying to find somebody on Facebook that that, that had one, but nobody did. So no joy. That's a shame. Well, I've I've actually well, I backed that Kickstarter. Do you remember that um, location cards? The modern location cards. Oh yeah. Uh, it's a whole deck of cards, and each card has a small map of a location yes. and a load of um, story seeds to add to them. Yeah, on the back. Cool. Still not. Still hasn't come through yet. Should be by hopefully November, I think. But yeah, so I'll be looking forward to having a look at them when I get them. But they're, they're quite cool. So that's the closest I've got to like I'd got that to, kind of card stuff location. To I'd love having. to check them out when you actually yeah, do well, get as, them. As soon as the Kickstarter comes in, they, do, they did a sci-fi one, a uh, modern a, a sci-fi, modern and um, fantasy. I haven't used it for its intended purpose yet, but I've got the mutation deck from Just Insert Imagination as well. Yeah, yeah. And I've only used it in Savage Worlds just as a deck of cards because yeah. it also is a deck of cards. Yeah. But the um, that's pretty cool as well. Yeah, it's got like really random cool. mutations yeah, on it. They're really cool. And um, we, I totally want to use that at some yeah, point. Yeah. I mean, oh no, no, I have used it because it got used in our Warhammer game. Oh, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah and I got Wee. fucking uh, blind. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You, and, yeah if and, it got better, you would have seen stuff. No, I did. Uh, I did. I, I specifically picked the mutation mastery edge, and then I got better, and I could yeah. see twelve feet through walls. That's but right. Hear anything? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That was brilliant. It was well good. So yes, Richard. In answer to your questions. Our views on using the specialised props like the Urban Locations decks. Absolutely, like, mate. Yeah, you know, if there's, if I love you think props, it's appropriate. I love aids. I don't think they're necessary, but at the same time, I think that they, they add are a little brilliant. Bit of there's no reason why you can't use them. If you've, if, yeah. you, if you've got access to them, then use them. They're fun. I would absolutely use them if I, I had love to. A prop. But there's, there's nothing there's, better than a prop. There's nothing wrong with doing theatre of the mind either, but no, using a prop is always yeah. quite nice. Just, and we just use... buy a bit of Play-Doh coming out in my last game on the Dungeon Crawl Classic. I was yeah. like, yes! And <laughs> with BGC as well, when we played the last session, we literally got into the room and Harrison had lined up all the minis, all the cars, all oh, the bikes, oh, everything. Oh, there was just a, cool. like, so many there. It was quite so nice cool. to see. So you could just go, all right, there's my car. Exactly. There's my mini. That's well, it. I think, James, you were saying once that, that if you had um, just a big old load of spare cash lying around, you would mm. totally just pick up a bunch of props for use in your pathfinder. I just, oh yeah, yeah. I pick up tons, mate. I just, uh, I love the landscape. The thing that I've always wanted to do in like a, a big campaign is just obviously it, it would take a ton of effort, which I, I will do one day, and then um, I should probably, you know, get onto noting all my ideas down. Yeah. But one main thing I want to do is to not only just have the game on the table, but I want to like stick stuff around the house whatever house we're at I'll just be like alright cool guys we're going to turn up I'm going to get there half an hour early because I've got to set up some stuff and I want to put stuff outside and I'm going to have like real life events that have to happen and stuff so, so half laugh half LARP half RPG yeah yeah laugh. kind of whereas the only part of LARPing will actually just be sort of like um, the puzzle part yeah yeah so yeah. like here's a puzzle we have to now do this and then they have to like find something and it's in a bush in the garden like that's, it that sounds incredible like that. yeah, yeah, the only like thing it. is knowing your area James if we go out searching in the bushes there'll or be bombs. drugs in there 
Yeah, but that's the aim. You win. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll just put it there. Like, oh, and you found some dragon. I've got a knife here. Is that a plus two? You found some treasure. <laughs> you found some treasure. Let's take them. You found the drug dealer's treasure. What would you like to do? Run! <laughs> yes. yeah, I'll probably just put this back where I found it because I don't yeah. want to get shot. Yeah. You have to take a minus four because you got a needle to the arm. Yeah. <laughs> now you have to go oh, to hospital. Shit. <laughs> minus four to, um, yeah, life. <laughs> and we got a last question in from somebody that asked to remain in Anonymous. Nick, do you want to read that one? Yep. Uh, this person says, damn it, too late again. But you won't. Uh, and mine was a Marvel superheroes one-shot when two of the team members decided to beat down a T-Rex so we could have a ride. Yeah, long story. GM admits he was beating his head on the desk when the players came back with, wait, I'm not done yet. I'm going to beat this bad boy down since, I smashed, since it smashed our plane and ride it. So there you go, beating a T-Rex into submission and riding it, pretty cool. Yeah, that, honestly, honestly, that sounds like the whole Shake On game where we absolutely munted a T-Rex. Yeah, to be fair, we did munt a T-Rex. I, I, cool. So, I mean, yeah, in terms of, like, action moments, riding a T-Rex is about the like the best thing there is. Yeah, really. that's like the best thing you could ever get to. Ride what, what mountain you got, T-Rex, mate? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah. imagine you go to, like, sort of um, park your car and then, and then you're like... <laughs> <laughs> there's like you picture the scene there's a guy sat standing there next to like his Lamborghini he's like yeah send me back about two mil and then, and then, and then it's yeah. like, you just round the corner on your T-Rex and you're like yeah get one of these mate <laughs> send me back about 65 million years yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like swipes into towel yeah fucking awesome man that'd be sick awesome right so is that all the electro letters we've got for this week that is I believe so excellent thank you very much everybody as always we appreciate you and all that you do thank you keep sending them in That's, yes thank you very much for them. sending them in that mm-hmm. was awesome thank you very much guys awesome stories winning what's the uh, star letter this week star letter ooh I think it goes to a non yeah, I think Anon gets it. Yeah, for the old riding the T-Rex. And the T-Rex beat down, yeah, we like that. What do you reckon, guys? Yeah, I would have to agree. T-Rex. Cool. Love a, love a T-Rex riding. Nice one, Anon. Yeah. Well done, Anonymous. Yeah. Not that Anonymous. Not the bad one. <laughs> well, like the hacker group. Don't hack us. <laughs> don't hack us. Don't hack me, bro. <laughs> Yo, don't hack me, bro. Lovely. Outro. Bong Lord. I'll fuck your mom straight in the shit pipe. James, you're the new guy, so give him, cut me off a hot slice of contact details. <laughs> Here's a co- hot slice of ad-libbed contact details, no script, nothing, right? You no got filter. you got the Gmail account, hashtag no filter, right? <laughs> and that's tabletoptwats at gmail.com. Yes. Now you've got the Twitter lingo, right? And that's at tabletoptwats. Yes. What's up? And then we've got Facebook, and that's tabletop T. Yes. Yeah, boyo. There's, what about Tumblr? There's a t- no, I don't really know what happens with that, really. It's Tumblr. <laughs> Something Correct. I don't really know how it works. Kind Mate, of, you're you're going to fit in well here. Not, right? Knocked it on tell. the head, hasn't it, tell. really? First show, and he's nailed it. So nailed far, it so far. Right in the bum. God, he's, oh, oh, <laughs> God, he's good. Oh, God, he's good. That's but what. he ain't finished yet. Where's the Where's the big place? The big place? With the G plus Q on the towel. And inside that? With the narrative intonation on There he is. Yeah, but say it properly. Sorry. Otherwise, it ain't a plug, you fool. Yeah. All right. So, everybody get over to the Nerds International page and get over there because there's some sick people in there. Yes, some really cool guys. The RPG Brewery, which is, a, which is a fictional brewery made by a real man. Where they drink real RPG. No, they don't. Oh. <laughs> they drink fictional brews. You RPGs. can't drink an RPG, but you can play one and you can chat about one. Ah. Chat a bait. So, the thing is. Um, chat a bait. What he does is he goes, 
live on Chatterbait every week and he hosts um, chats with people such as Shadow of the Demon Lord, Gary Wanson Beats McCannum, Shadow of the Demon Lord, Chatterbait. So go and check the RPG Brewery out because it's really good. Shadow of the Demon. Demon bum. I don't know why he does it on Chatterbait. It's probably full of wangs. <laughs> so yeah, get over and check out the RPG Brewery. And also, it's mad wangs. If you would... Um, mad wangs. <laughs> And if you'd like it's to become, and then if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, why not uh, go over to our Patreon? Show us some love. So, yes, show us some it's love. Patreon forward slash uh, tabletop twats. And yes, if you donate, right, you get access to special content, which is such as. Um, <laughs> Stop it! Grow up. So I've I've such already as exclusive Discord Q and A's, which we're doing as Q and A to meet James very mm-hmm. soon, uh, where you'll get to go in there and have a chat with him, and we're going to do that soon. And you can consult him if you like. We we don't mind. Yeah. And we'll be announcing the date of that on our Facebook and our G Plus. Yep. Very soon. And, and Twitter. So keep your eyes and ears peeled. Yep. You get to ask me questions. He's, he's, he's sweating already. I am. It's going to be a baptism of yeah. fire. Man, it's going to be good. And if you do, me want... and Harrison are just going to sit by the <laughs> sidelines and enjoy. <laughs> and if you do want to insult him, fair play to you because you paid your money on Patreon. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But no, we do, uh, and the money we do recycle the money back into the show. Oh, we really? buy cool stuff that we can review, and we also buy shit stuff that we can review, so you don't have to. So it's, yeah, uh, I had yeah. to buy um, very good in order to get that um, sex game. I had to uh, get an account to Scribd. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that concludes another one of these. So, um, as that, what we do at the end of the, what we do at the end of these is we always like to give you a thought to ponder on until the next show comes out. Something to keep your brain busy because what the fuck else have you got to do? Play RPGs? Yes. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh no. yes. I mean, yes. yeah. Totally. I mean, yes. I mean, yes. So, um, the thought of the week this week is going to be. If you hit yourself and it hurts, does that mean you're weak? Or does it mean you're strong? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) And with that, there leaves one thing to be said. One thing that connects us all. One thing that if you understand it fully, you will know that in the fullness of everything, everything in the universe, that we are actually one. And if we concentrate all of our thoughts together, we can fire a beam into the sky, and this beam, concentrated as one, will beam down a thought back into our brains that will help us unlock the secrets of the universe, and that thought is... Chicken McBosh. It's been more like 45 minutes, you madman. Exactly. Jesus Christ, I don't even do things that I like for 45 minutes. I know, right? It's bloody awful. Oh, you're right. This is awful. I thought we was going to play a bloody song that we practiced so hard on, and now we're fucking walking along. Freezing our absolute tits off. Wait a minute. What the hell is that? That glowing, that glowing orb. Onion Knight, can you see that? Surely that's not the Rock God. I mean, it's... The Rock God should be a big beardy guy. You know, a rock dude. Yeah, I mean, this is... This is a little disappointing, if I'm being honest. Oi! You! You're not the Rock God, are you? Get out of the way! (laughs) 
on a minute. This me is this is this music? It, would you? No, this isn't kind any kind of music I've heard from a a music collective before. This is this is strange. It's pretty good though. It's making me feel funny on levels I've never felt funny before. Yeah, I know what you mean. Maybe this is the rock god, but it's just the music god. It's a generic music god, not a rock god, and this is its entry. We have to beat this with our song. But how the hell can we beat something that's clearly on a higher level than anything we're ever capable of creating? I don't know, man. I feel pretty... This is like a spiritual experience. I feel like... I feel like I'm floating. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. It's almost like my insides are bursting out with understanding. No, that'll be the food from the bar. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, okay. But how How that? Well, I suppose we just have to try our best. Anyway, shut up. Let's listen. Impossible. We might as well just start walking back down the mountain now. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. We've got to try, right? I mean, I've got to get back to my world. No offense to you two, but but the fact of the matter is, is that this world just sucks. It sucks. I hated it. I hated every second I spent with you guys. No offense. And, you know, it's been absolutely rubbish, and I've, I've hated every single moment. No offense. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a bit harsh, wouldn't you say, Onion Knight? After everything we've done? Silence. Play your entry. Oh, well, that sounds like our cue. Just like we did in practice, boys, remember? We are Harrison and the Awesome Guys. And we agreed on that name, right, guys? Um. Uh, and this song comes straight from the heart. Let's go. Woo! Yeah, I don't think it worked, guys. I think we're gonna have to trek back down the mountain. But we tried our absolute best. I mean, I shredded the drums, and and you look at your fingers, Harrison. Look, for the last time, you don't shred the drums. Look, give us an answer, man. Did we do well or did we not? Please, oh mighty music one. Accepted. Yes. Woohoo! Night, we did what it. The hell, I can't believe it. I'm going home. This is awesome. Step through to the portal if you wish to return to your world. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Hey, uh, guys, it's been good knowing you. Um, now on your night, and now! Yeah, I forgot to tell you, we're gonna go through to your world. We're, we basically are renowned rapists in this world, and we've raped pretty much everyone in this world, so we're going through to yours to rape your women. Bye! Surprise! Wait, wait, wait! wait. wait. No! 
What the fuck? What the fuck? Whoa. Okay. See ya. Harrison, who the fuck are they? And where the fuck have you been? Uh, um, yeah. Those guys are friends of mine? He stunk of onions. Yeah, he's he's a knight that fights with a bag of onions. Uh, don't worry about it. Um, and the other guy was a guy called Nigel. Uh, basically, I fell into a world um, that was uh, inside that RPG book I bought, Bonacons and Vagabonds. It was a badly written, badly acted world. And um, then I met these two guys that turned out to be rapists that accidentally came through to our world. Right, okay. I thought you'd just gone for a shit, mate. Literally, you've been gone about 15 minutes. I was going to start doing the podcast by myself. Then you just literally appear next to me, stinking. I mean, what's that beard all about? What the fuck's been going on? It's It's been a long 15 minutes, man. It's been a long 15 minutes. It's like absolute shit. Your fingers are bleeding. Oh, well, thanks, mate. That's a bit out of order. Sorry. Fuck it, mate. Let's just do a podcast. Um. Yeah, one thing, mate. Your new friend seems to be legging it down the road with what looks... What is... Oh my god, I think he's got two women over his shoulders. It's probably best not to think about it. Um, They'll be alright. They'll be alright. Anyway, fuck this. Let's crack on. Right, anyway, so coming at you live from my left armpit, it's me, Nick Lamley Lambslice. And me, Harrison Hunt, aka that guy with the beard. And we are the Tabletop Twats. Tabletop Twats. So, this is an RPG show all about RPGs. And today we've got a bloody show for you. And oh my god, we got what you've been saying. We've got the main subject, which this time is going to be.